Hello, one and all, and welcome to the 204th episode of the Voluntary Viewing Podcast. It's been a minute. It's been a minute since we've done this, as you can tell by my butchering of the opening. Um, A man who is going to flawlessly answer the question, why are young men supposedly having less sex, though, is Andrew Clark. Why are young men having less sex? Um, I think that a sizable percentage of it probably has to do in some way, shape or form with Elon Musk. <laughs> <laughs> uh, please elaborate. Elon made it cool to be an incel, even though Elon definitely, you know, has had s- at least several instances of sex in his life, as you uh, can tell by all the children that he will not father. <laughs> um, uh or well you know he's fathered plenty of children he just isn't a father to any of them no um i don't know yeah like you just have this dichotomy of uh hyper masculinization with like the andrew tate types on one side and the i shouldn't have to do anything to be good women should just want me and the fact that they don't means they're trying to suppress me uh on the other side so yeah i don't know that's why men aren't having sex because they suck oh okay i feel like it has everything to do with anime oh <laughs> i mm, mm, how re- how real am i allowed to be on this podcast i think you're allowed to be the realist i'm allowed to be the realist yes i okay um through TikTok, uh, I discovered that VTubers are doing fin doming now. Sure. And wait, yeah. the VTubers are doing fin doming? <laughs> Always have been. <laughs> um, yeah, that just tracks. That tracks to me that uh, hentai would be real before anime is real. That's it. Yeah. That's the world. What would make anime real? I mean, (laughs) Mm. Mm. so so hentai being real is just digital women forcing you to give them money. That isn't isn't that also anime? I don't know. I mean, hentai is definitely a subgenre of anime, but. I don't know. I was hoping the broader anime sphere would uh, reach a higher fidelity before, I don't know, hentai was just in the real world now. I still don't really know what that means. Yeah, I don't know what what, what you're trying to say. I don't know how hentai is in the real world because VTubers are taking money. But like, what about VTubers that uh, stream on Twitch and take donations for that and not fin doming isn't that anime then are are you are you saying that hentai is real because there are somewhat digital women that are involved in a sexual act of some sort that's what makes hentai real i'm not trying to criticize you i'm asking if that's okay yes um but like they're not actually cartoons (laughs) they're just It'd be the same as if, like, I wore a Naruto costume for Halloween, and then you said, this makes anime real. 
<laughs> I mean, then if you did some magic Naruto bullshit, I would be like, oh yeah, that's what Naruto does. But in but anime. they're not that doing any real. sort of hentai magical bullshit. They're not like <laughs> they're providing using tentacles to that's fuck some magical bullshit to <laughs> they're, me. They're just wearing a mask and saying, "Give me money." Yeah, they're wearing people a are digital doing mask. The funnily enough, um, Jade and I, right before the podcast started, just finished watching a YouTube video where Cody and Noel did a that's cringe for Hey Pigs. There's <laughs> a new that's cringe. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's on Noel's channel. Oh, that's why I haven't seen it. Yeah. <laughs> Lit. No, but I'm saying in in a more real sense, I blame anime. And like other stuff, because I think that men are just less bored. <laughs> yeah. Like people had more sex when they're bored. That's just literally a thing. So y'all ever, ever fuck with just like TV on? Like, I know that's a thing that some people do. They're just like, yeah, the TV is on. I guess we'll have sex while watching the TV. Is that something y'all have ever done? No. Mm, I don't mean, like having sex with music on really but yeah oh nothing wrong definitely, with music. yeah definitely done music i mean oh, like yeah. yeah the whole netflix and chill thing is real like but right. i always kind of thought the netflix and chill was just like that was the pretense of like oh let's watch netflix and then maybe you even start watching netflix but i never really imagined that uh the office was still on while you're fucking sometimes you just like let it roll you know like it's just kind of like casually but not uh, like yeah i guess i don't know maybe, maybe that's more similar but that's always a movie right always a movie netflix yeah. and chill for me always involves a movie and not tv but i don't know now yeah. precursors to sex have happened with the uh, tv playing in the background but yeah sure but yeah. then you know you all i always like would turn it off like you know the no TV it's a whole part of the off. routine tv off condom on let's go yeah, well, one, one fluid motion. You gotta hit that button and roll that on. Babe, I want to be present for you more than I want to see John Stewart roast uh <laughs> out of people who hate 9-11 victims. <laughs> oh, I thought, I thought you were just going back and watching old episodes of The Daily Show. Yeah, no. Well, what do you do, that's, Ryan? That's, that's what I do. Behavior. I am terrified that that hasn't held up, actually. <laughs> if I were to see an episode of The Daily Show from 2008, I feel like <laughs> uh, some less than great stuff would be in there. That's probably think... no longer reflective of Jon Stewart or the program at large. Ooh. But eh, I think Jon Stewart lived long enough to see, long enough to see himself become a bit of a villain some of the some of the shit he says nowadays is a little uh, it's mm. towing some lines for sure speaking of towing a line ryan did the nets ban Kyrie quickly enough no okay not, it, not even it was close. like what like five days oh okay yeah. i was a little fuzzy on the timeline on that oh yeah yeah no they they did it basically he posted the movie. It was like, this movie's fucking great. And then everyone was like, holy shit, this movie is one of the most anti-Semitic things I've ever seen in real life. This is fucking wild. And everyone was like, dude, that's that's really fucked up. And he's like, what? 
what? No, I can't be fucked up against Jewish people. And they're like, why, why is that Kyrie? He's like, like because I'm really, I'm the real Jewish person. Yeah, exactly. He's just like, oh, no, 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 you guys are misunderstanding. Yeah. And then just says the exact point that the documentary yeah. is making. <laughs> I can't be anti-Semitic. You guys are the ones that are anti-Semitic because I'm actually Jewish. And, and you're anyone not. who calls themselves Jewish are the pretenders that are that need to be gotten rid of <laughs> you didn't really say that but you know that type of shit and then everyone was like wow that's really insane holy shit they got to do something about this and then it kind of calmed down and then he sent his stepdad and mom to donate 500k to the anti-defamation league mm-hmm. and then everyone was like that's wild hey Kyrie, what do you think about this and he's like i didn't do anything wrong i don't <laughs> just like <laughs> yeah. Kept digging the hole deeper, and then the Nets were like, "I guess we have to suspend you now." Like, I you don't care. I love the angle that he tried to make of like, "Look, you're saying that the thing that I did wrong was I promoted this documentary." Which the main thing was that you know you agreed with it, like that you this is what you believe, this is what you think is okay, and that's bad. But he was like, I can't promote it. You guys think that I have all this power. Like, I just posted something on Twitter. The The amount of views that that documentary got went up, <laughs> like, thousands of percent. It's just, yeah. he did literally promote it. It It is a known entity because of him. I, I have not watched the documentary uh, I just realized now that viewers, listeners cannot see me do uh, finger air quotes when I said the <laughs> word documentary, uh, but let the record show that I did. Um, but I read an article about the context of it, and it is it is just repeating every wrong stereotype and conspiracy theory about global Jewish people. And it's... Yeah fucked up that some of these four thousands of years debunked conspiracy points are still being circulated they like made up a hitler quote yeah no i I remember that and then kj wright was talking about it he's like look i don't you don't gotta agree with what the man did but he he makes a couple of good points yeah it's like like, oh damn the quote is America has God's jewelry. The Americans have the jewels of God. The Americans have stolen God's precious jewels. What do you mean his precious jewels? The soldier asked. I guess this is like a, a conversation that Hitler had yeah. with the soldier. Like it's it reeks of the like, and then everyone clapped and a bald <laughs> yeah. eagle. Too. Like uh, Hitler said America has stolen the Jews, the jewels of God, his jewelry, the Negroes. They are the true Hebrews. What a fool, it, blah, 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 blah. And then, yeah, at the end, believed to be said by Adolf Hitler in a secret document before his death. Like, mm. yeah. what? what? <laughs> One, I... you made that up. Two, <laughs> is is that the, the did... guy you, like, right. it has to be true. Hitler said it. If you're going to make up a quote, you could have it be said by fucking Mother Teresa. Jesus. Oh, wow. Yeah, it could be why, Jesus. Why would you choose a bad person to deliver the quote? I, it doesn't make any sense. Well, oh, wait, hold on. The, oh, my, the Hitler estate is going to be coming for them. Yeah. They better watch <laughs> out. They're litigious as fuck. Yeah, dude, the Hitler estate plays no fucking games, man. Mm-hmm. They're going to get DMC'd to hell. 
This this documentary was claimed by the Hitler Media Group. <laughs> Surprisingly progressive organization. All things done as oh, then told. They're yeah. very, very much about like, no, we want the accurate depiction of Hitler out there. Yeah. Right. Uh speaker of the organization, Juliet Hitler, had yeah. this to say. My to grandfather that. would never have said something so <laughs> heinous. They're trying to do some shit like the KKK did in like the tens. You guys remember yeah, that when the like, KKK oh, yeah, tried to like the KKK. revitalize? Where they build schools yeah. and help we're out the super community. Chill now. We understand how fucked up we were, and that's why we're. It's very important that we stick around and keep being a thing. And it's like, nope, probably the opposite. Hmm. Or how like Mussolini's granddaughter is in the Italian Senate. And her how, last name is Mussolini. Oh, yeah. <laughs> or how Italians now are just being like, hey, what if we went out en masse and we're like, yeah. Mussolini was right. <laughs> Mussolini was right. Let's go back to what he did. No more war. No more war. It's like <laughs> Ukraine didn't <laughs> didn't choose this shit, man. Yeah. Uh, I, I also like, yeah, getting off base here. don't want to go too deep down the rabbit hole, but I have seen a lot of like Ukraine has to stop this crazy war. Yeah. You know, they've they've led the world to the brink of nuclear destructions like they they just existed. Yeah, they have no choice. It's this or don't be a thing anymore. Like you, you can't possibly blame them for anything. They've seen what Russia has done to just the random ass communities that they come across near the border. They, they don't want that to happen to literally everyone. I, they are trying to stop it. They're trying to win and doing okay at that. All things considered. Yeah. If Ukraine was like, Oh Russia, you you better not invade us, or we're gonna invade you. Like, <laughs> sure, that would be like a, okay, let's cut this shit out kind of thing. This is just, please don't invade us. No, I'm gonna invade you. They, okay, they might, in, they might go on the offensive, like for real, for real. Mm. U- Ukraine eventually is probably gonna <laughs> have to get into Russia because not only Russia is gonna stop at any yeah. point, so. You can't just fight a defensive war for decades. Eventually, something's going to have to happen. Uh, This isn't the one I had lined up for next, but uh, speaking of uh, global fascism, uh, congrats on Brazil for uh, seemingly successfully ousting a fascist-leaning president. Not seemingly, just clearly. Even even Bolsonaro said, yeah, I lost. Okay, Supporters are saying, no, you didn't. It's not really ousting because yeah, Bolsonaro's kind of like yeah, yeah, that's right. I mean, we'll see. Maybe he's got some right. some fuckery yeah. uh, up his sleeve before. Uh, what's his name? Lula. Lula. Uh, Lula. Lula. Yeah, I think it's Lula, Lula right? Yeah. yeah, before Lula takes office. Lula. 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 Is that his theme song? It should be. Uh. Actually, that one does. That song ties well into the next point. Hi, I'm Lucas DeRider. Uh, Don't let Harry Styles guide queer discourse. Um, I thought we all collectively agreed that after the Don't Worry Darling stuff that uh, Harry Styles, we weren't going to take seriously about anything anymore. Uh, Yeah, so yeah, don't let him be a focal point of uh, how 
queer people should present or uh if queer baiting is a thing that real people can do it isn't it is very specifically about uh problematic tropes and practices uh in media isn't harry styles just actually queer though i don't i don't think he's i think that's what inspired all of this we're not quite sure i don't know he's he's i i'm not a huge fan of his music or him as a person i think he's just a kind of a dumb guy i don't think he's ever really tried to be more than that Mm. um but yeah, like, is, hasn't he been like pretty open? And he's like, yeah, no, I'm not like what you would call straight. Just kind of doing my own thing. I'm not so, saying he should be the a bastion of queer culture. I'm just saying I don't think he's a I don't think he's a straight guy dressing funny and being like, ooh, isn't gay weird? The Guardian yeah. asked him in 2019 about the authenticity of his flamboyant dressing style and his perceived sexual ambiguity ambu- ambiguity. And he stated, am I sprinkling in nuggets of sexual ambiguity to try and be more interesting? No. In terms of how I want to dress and what the album sleeve is going to be, I tend to make decisions in terms of collaborators I want to work with. I want things to look a certain way, not because it makes me look gay or makes me look straight or makes me look bisexual, but because I think it looks cool. And more than that, I don't know. I just think sexuality is something that something sexuality is something that's fun. Honestly, I can't say I've given it more thought than that. Again, kind of just a dumb guy. <laughs> if you could sum up white male privilege in a sentence, it's probably yeah. I, think I don't know. Sexuality is something cool. that's fun. <laughs> how how many gay men have been slaughtered by yeah? The the biggest regimes? issue here is that he doesn't take it very seriously. If he is gay, he's not really like advocating for anything, and if he isn't gay then yeah he is just kind of queer baiting for views i i i I don't have it in me to have this conversation yet again but i i still don't think queer baiting is something that uh, a person can do and also celebrities have been pretending to be cooler and gayer than they really are uh since at least shakespeare i think so i guys Back in the Everyone... 1600s, when it was really cool to be gay. Yeah, wait, was William Shakespeare trying to be gayer than he really was? <laughs> you saw those pants, Ryan. Isn't it like, we're not 100% sure that William Shakespeare was a real person? No, I mean, he was a real what? person. We don't know if he was the author of all those plays. Oh, uh, uh, so it's like Jesus. It's like, there's a historical William Shakespeare, and then there's... Yeah. William Shakespeare was one way or another the figurehead of all of these plays. He was definitely the one that was publicly known and put them on. We don't know if he wrote anything. It's the Thomas Edison of 1600s plays. Who's got, who's that writer that I hate that uh, American Dad made fun of in a Wheels in the Leg Man episode, Andrew? Oh, um, uh, Patterson. James, James Patterson. Patterson. James Patterson. Yeah. Yeah. William Shakespeare was J- uh, James Patterson? James Patterson is James Patterson. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's on a different level. How would you how would you feel if like you found out that Stephen King just had a ghostwriter and that's why he put out so much fucking work in the in the his short lifetime? Andrew, my first reaction to Stephen King having a ghostwriter would be that makes sense 
he is haunted and a ghost has been you know, controlling it's literally his body. a ghost that is haunting him and, and writing the stuff. That's why he was so good back when he was on the junk because he was passed out all the time and the ghost was able to control him more. Yeah, he had, he had a night person. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Straight out of Rick and Morty. Uh. All right, we got a lot of news to catch up on. Uh, Xbox, Xbox Game Pass, and uh, Sony PlayStation Plus, whatever the actual name of that collection of subscriptions they have, both aren't doing great. Uh, Microsoft Game Pass seemingly reaching saturation with subscription growth goals uh, not being met for the second year in a row, but uh, PlayStation uh, also had subscribers drop. Um, their revenue is still slightly up, though. Uh, video games are weird. I don't like this trend that uh, subscription services are seemingly the new thing. And I'm kind of fine. I'm kind of fine with this being maybe a phase that dotted uh, the 2020s of the early 2020s of uh, video games as a medium and then maybe fading away. This is their first time like ever not growing. I I don't know if this is like the death blow to video game subscription services. Right, but their first time not growing out of existing for five years. Like, eh, I, I think we can look into these. I think we can intuit a little bit from them. But isn't PlayStation Plus different from the Xbox Game Pass? Because PlayStation Plus is just like subscription online like there's now there's yeah. multi-tier and shit like that yeah so the playstation the plus tier. is kind of cheating right the, it's like counting everyone well like base level playstation plus is like xbox live right and then the higher levels of playstation plus are like xbox game pass right so when playstation plus is talking about their total subscriber numbers they're including people that don't have access to yeah like the what what's it called game pass type model yeah mm-hmm. the what is it like premium or platinum or some shit like that i think so. it's poorly named i sony usually really good about naming their video game shit uh not this time i mean i don't know about really good better yeah, yeah no it's just not <laughs> creative just just I... the baseline they went in chronological order i don't know if that's being skilled that's just the should be normal <laughs> and xbox said we're going to do something else. It's the PlayStation 5. It's a station you play on. This is the fifth one. What more do you want? It's the PlayStation 3 Slim. It's a PlayStation. It's the third one, and this one's skinny. <laughs> what was the uh, like the higher-end version of the PlayStation 4? What was it called? It's PS4 Pro, right? Yeah. Pro, yeah. It's the professional model. <laughs> All the pros play on this one. This files your taxes in the background while you're playing Overwatch. <laughs> yeah, PlayStation presented by QuickBooks. <laughs> I it feels like we're trending towards that kind of sponsorship in the gaming space. I, I maybe it's just me, but I've noticed that uh yeah, the ad polls for gaming aren't what they used to be. We've still got the G fuels in there, we still got the gamer chairs. But then also erectile dysfunction pills and, uh, yeah, stuff like QuickBooks, adult stuff. Gamers are getting older. Yeah. yeah. I was I was playing flag football this weekend with a lot of people that were like early 30s, late 20s. And they were all talking about like Modern Warfare 2. 
Yeah. Like the new the new Modern Warfare 2. And it was just like, ah. Yeah. Damn. Late late 20s, early 30s. That's us, Ryan. You're talking about <laughs> us. No. Like 29, 32, 34. No, like... you can't keep pushing the goalposts and say you don't reach your late 20s until 29. No, no, those are the types of people I'm talking about. Okay. That were playing. And they were okay. all like really into Modern Warfare 2. It was like, wow, COD's <laughs> core audience is like some some of those guys were like homeowners and shit. <laughs> that is very different from some some of those perception. guys were like homeowners is a very good title contender. <laughs> uh, and I will add that to the pool of titles after reading out this next headline. Joe Biden dominates online Guilty Gear tournaments. White House refuses to comment. Okay, so while Lucas types up that potential title, Ryan, what is this about? <laughs> what do you think this is about? Uh, the President of the United States, uh, Joseph Robinette Biden, who's currently 79 years old, about to turn 80 in a couple weeks here, uh, dominates online an online fighting game. Like, just sits in the White House... And fucking grinds those combos until he is tournament ready. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't know what else there is to this article, Andrew. That's pretty straightforward to me. Joseph Brandon just yeah. absolutely kills the Guilty Gear right community. It's a new meaning to the phrase "Dark Brandon." Like this he, man, he definitely plays as the. Uh, the trans girl that uh, didn't think that she was a trans girl until the what what was he the secretary of the navy or something uh, secretary of defense gold defense. Lewis dickinson <laughs> and they're like actually i'm a boy and he's like no you're not <laughs> you were right and i'll tell you why <laughs> no that's that's our boy robinette yeah you just can't get enough finally have a gamer president in the white house i like it I, oh no! This is Not silly. Jameson. Oh, mm. what was that guy's name? Ace something. The character that they made yeah. up. Yeah. No. Ace Watkins, right? Yes. Or something like that. Yeah. Ace Watkins, running for gamer president. <laughs> we deserve it. Yeah. Hmm. But yeah, no, it's just some dude who has gone by Joe Biden for a long time. Then that's why did the White House tag. refuse to comment, Ryan? This was the Washington Post. I don't think you get to just take that as confirmation. The mm. White House being like, this is a dumb story. You can't believe you guys are writing about this Washington Post. This Ooh. is Launcher. This is not the Washington Post. This is Launcher. <laughs> In the same way that the New York Times owns The Athletic, the articles that The Athletic put out are not the New York Times there you go we may never know yeah the number two the number two article on this launcher whatever andrew's talking about is leveling up modern warfare 2 guns we've got six tips to boost xp (laughs) probably not way hold up i got i got beef i got beef with another company uh square enix uh, who their games I uh, whose games I generally enjoy uh, has started putting out their own five things you need to know about X game 
as a part of their release promotion cycle. I don't think anyone on staff has ever watched a five things you need to know video or read an article with that title because it's not like tips. It's not like gameplay guidance or anything useful like that. It Are is they just, just like random facts. It's just the trailer. It's just like, oh, what, what is this game? Bullet five point, things bullet you point, need to point. know about Elden Ring. Elden Ring takes place in the lands between. Number two, Elden Ring offers many different stats you can level up. It's all written by AI, like one hundred percent. All those articles are procedurally generated. No, like for real. Like when you when you listen to journalists on podcasts and stuff like that, they're like the amount of content online that's written by an AI is mm. unbelievable. And basically, anything that doesn't have a byline is written by an AI. Like just a compiler. They literally just scrape shit together, put it in clickbait format. The, the AI will design the thumbnail, the SEO, everything. And then, yeah, get thousands of page views and it, make ad money. Yeah, we really are fighting for scraps out here. It is concerning what the modern infrastructure of the internet is actually like. Yep. Well, <sighs> Rodrigo was right. It's brutal out here. <laughs> I mean, like, people have fun with it, like Doug Doug on his Twitch streams, where he's, like, messing with the AI text generator. But, like, that same technology is, yeah, like, the backbone of the attention economy. <laughs> like, yep. It's it's good for a reason. It's not good for the memes. It's good for very particular purposes. Something that isn't good. Uh, well, yeah, kind of good. This is just weird. I can't ascribe a moral value to this. Uh, following his overt anti-Semitism, Adidas ends their partnership with Ye Kanye. Uh, they, it's Ye. 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 <laughs> I like Ye. It's Wait, so is it pronounced Jesus? No, it's no. Ye. <laughs> what? Why? Don't, don't pretend like you don't know what? the difference. I'm confused. <sighs> because Jesus sounds like like Jesus. Jesus. Okay. And and Ye and Ye is a shortened form of Kanye. Kanye. <laughs> so Ye is the person behind the Yeezus brand that seemingly yes. Adidas yes. uh No, no, no. Those are called Yeezys. Yeezus <laughs> is another Kanye uh, pseudonym and also an album. Uh, Yeezys, Yeezys are... Uh, are the shoes. Are the shoes. I think there's just further... Uh, it's first grade, Spongebob. <laughs> I think there's just further argues my point that... Uh, Kanye is obviously very unwell, and uh, yeah, nobody should be surprised by uh, the anti-Semitism because he's clearly needed mental help for a long time if this is the naming format that we're looking at. And also some of the other stuff he's done in public. Yeah, and don't go to the Twitter replies of any of these tweets because they're always like... Just showing how much the world is really in agreement with... A lot of these guys. Mm. Mm. Defector put out their annual revenue report, and they're doing well. Hooray for independent journalism. I was going to say, but they don't have any legal obligation on that, right? No. So they could lie. <laughs> no. 
<laughs> you could totally fucking lie. <laughs> yeah, they don't have shareholders. So. Right. <laughs> They're not a publicly traded company. There's nothing preventing them from lying in this article. No. I could they, they say can... that I am worth a billion dollars. Right. There's nothing against that. That's not illegal. That would be kind of funny. <laughs> I think, I mean, yeah, like, obviously, you, you got to hope that this is good faith because, yeah, like an opposing journalism organization could be like, let's look into this and then <laughs> do an expose revealing the financial uh, lies of Defector. So, yeah, you got to hope it's true. But there's no obligation for it to be so. I mean, especially considering that my entire uh, justification for supporting them is that they are honest journalists. Um, <laughs> that would rock me a little bit. It's all made up. It's all fake. Oh, my God. <laughs> Drew McGarry and David Roth wouldn't do me like that, would they? I love that their rent, they, they didn't pay rent in 2020 and 21. They had no brick and mortar. They were like, COVID's happening, baby. Let's cancel all of our rent contracts. <laughs> but then they are paying rent. And you know that someone sent an article or sent an email that was like, hey, guys, just want to remind that we're all returning to the office next mm. week. Here's what you need to know about returning to the office. <laughs> Masks optional. Yeah. Vaccinations. But we respect everyone's like opinion on wearing masks. Mm. Vaccinations are highly encouraged, but we will not enforce them. Yeah. Hmm. And they didn't do much paid media this past year. Good for them. It's because they have Lucas. Mm. <laughs> Lucas is their evangelist. They they have word of mouth, baby. I wore or my Lucas defector shirt paid. today to a flea market. I was doing some promotion. There you go. I'm a shill. I think you just might be paid. You you got the five grand. Their whole paid advertising budget is going to Lucas. He's doing it all, baby. I, you know what? I will not uh, morally compromise myself for much unless I really believe in it. Yeah. yeah they. Yeah, I think it's a little convenient that they turned just the most moderate of profits <laughs> that that their total revenue is 3.8 million and their operating expenses are 3.7 roughly for both i'm just gonna throw it out there that like whoever the head honcho is is just throwing their salary into employee compensation and they take the profits <laughs> like you know like the, everyone makes x amount and then whoever's running the show makes whatever's left of the profits is just their salary i so. don't i don't think they have a ceo like that in their org structure i think they have an editor-in-chief but that's a ceo then mm. like there's there's someone that is organizing someone's put on the the name of the llc and everything like that like there's someone who's like uh, I believe that would be uh, Tom Lay, who is actively writing for the site as well. Um, right. No, yeah. and that's yeah. what I'm saying. Like, in, instead of taking a, a salary, mm -hmm. Tom Lay just takes the profit. Like, whatever's, the profits. whatever's left over at, at the end of the year that wasn't paid out in uh, expenses. That's that's how most small businesses work. Is And in some years, it, they might not have any. Like, they might have literally 
not turned a profit and then the owner gets completely fucked. But any year where they turn a profit, that's just salary for the owner. If it's done honestly, which it's not for almost all companies under current capitalism, it's a fair way to do it. It's a good way to incentivize people at the top Mm -hmm. to make the right decisions. Mm. (laughs) The right decisions for themselves. Fair. I I don't think it's even a good way to do it. I I think it's, just objectively a shitty way that everything works it's it's the whole reason that the labor class needs to seize the means of production is you can literally withhold the tools of production so that you can make a bigger chunk of the pie which is what the factor did as far as they like to claim outwardly i don't don't know wow this is why socialism is that trouble taking off right here progressives tearing down other progressives yeah I just don't, I don't know, I know nothing about them. I, I read their mission statement and everything like that. Huh. But I don't know, man. Every 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 time there's like a leftist utopia thing on the internet, it always ends up being a fucking nightmare hell mm-hmm. world. Oh, no, I mean, Defector could fully crash and burn like any day now. That's just what it is to be an editorial platform on the internet in 2022. I'm enjoying it while it lasts. Well, not so, not so much crash and burn, more just yeah, like it's a sham or sell out. Like yeah. it's it's yeah, it's someone who realized that they can cash in on this niche market of people who think that like oh these are the good guys, and then there's some someone's acting in bad faith basically. Is oh, it's Hassan. <laughs> the Hassan Piker has like been proven over and over that he acts in bad faith and sometimes no. does that, but like at the same time he's promoting the cause, so it's kind of like you know. I, to do? be fair, uh, to be fair, a lot of the staff does have baggage, and if anyone wanted to call them out on it or not support them because of that, uh, I would disagree because I am actively supporting them, but fully understand. Um, the first one that comes to mind is that um, y'all remember as Wisconsinites that uh, Brett Favre dick pic scandal? Yeah, yeah, that was originally run by Deadspin. Uh, a lot of the staff uh, from Deadspin at the time are now at Defector. That was originally run without the victim's consent. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's uh, kind of fucked up. I think maybe ultimately it was the right decision to run that story. But also, wow, that is disregarding a woman in a uh, vulnerable position. So Yeah, I mean, scandal and crime journalism has never been about representing the victims it's always been about look at this thing Mm -hmm. it's interesting and it makes you feel fucked like can that be a title it's interesting and it makes you feel fucked that's that's a contender now that i'm listening to more like like behind the bastards kind of mainstream like iHeartRadio type shit Mm. i hear like normie podcast ads a lot more and now nowadays like the true true crime genre of podcasts is like open openly touting the fact that they understand that they're like kind of deviant behavior (laughs) like it's like admit it you love true crime the gory details the hair raising and it's just like jesus like you're just acknowledging that you're not a solution. You are part of the problem. Like, yeah. Oh, you're just a voyeuristic little murder simp, aren't yeah. you? You want to oh, get in yeah. on this. This makes you hard, doesn't it? You fucking <laughs> monster. Like, I don't know, man. It's, it's kind of weird. 
<laughs> you identify with the murderer a little too much, don't you? Yeah, you're you're kind of into the fact that the murderer got away with it, aren't you? You like all the details that should never have been made public, don't you? Right. Yeah, humans. You love the fact that the family was never consulted for any of this. Ugh. Um, God, speaking of concerning trends in journalism and digital media, a uh, major Japanese publishing company, Karakawa, acquires a majority share uh, ownership of Anime News Network, previously the largest independent website dedicated to anime news and critique. Are they going to change the website? Or is it still going to look like the shittiest website I've ever seen in my entire life? Uh, they have promised um, in their announcement uh, about this uh, uh, buyout that, uh, yeah, Karakawa is going to handle the site infrastructure now. So wow. that very well may improve. Mm. Wow. Rest in what peace, if they make it worse? <laughs> what if I they don't just... know if that's possible, man. <laughs> what, uh, I've seen some bad websites in my day. When when Lucas linked Anime News Network for the first time, I was like, this is like a shit website, right? Like, this is not real. He's like, no, this is the biggest one out there. Right. The genre. Yeah. I was like, Anime News Network, the internet's most trusted anime news. Dude, these guys are wild. And then Lucas was like, no, nah, they're legit. Like, that's, that's real. And I was like, what the fuck? This is the shittiest website I've been on in a decade. It's insane. There is at least a third of this website, of this webpage, that is not being used. Yeah, no, it's blank space. Yeah. And then, like, the, the like, side third, for no reason, runs, like, <laughs> three times the length of the article down the, the page. The ads are straight down the middle. Yeah, in the middle <laughs> of the page. Uh, Guys, yeah. be nice. I have a hundred dollars coming to them, coming from them. I hope their content might be fine. The, yeah, no, I'm not saying the, the writing quality, graphic bad. design is yeah horrific. No, Lucas, if you want two hundred dollars, I'm guessing coming from them, you should probably remake their website UI. When you hover over all the the tabs at the top, like news, views, new anime, it doesn't turn your cursor into like a clickable thing. Like it looks like the mouse is still just like hovering around in blank space. I don't know, man. <laughs> this shit's rough. <laughs> like, oh well. Hopefully, Katakawa addresses all of that. Uh, or, or it doesn't. That might be fun eh, too. You know, it... leave the charm. Yeah, early. <laughs> Aught internet vibes. We all have nostalgia for it. Uh, my final note is that, um, I don't know, maybe if the people involved in this uh, didn't want the U.S. anime fandom to be kind of concerned and sketched out by it, they wouldn't have tweeted out that they've been acquired at 3 a.m. local time. <laughs> but uh, who am I to judge? That's how you do it. We put all of our bad news on Friday at 4 p.m., <laughs> Just as everyone's leaving. That's how you do it, man. It's the weekend. Can you give people something to be optimistic about? <laughs> uh, speaking of optimistic, uh, is Dan Snyder finally washed? Seems like uh, the rest of the NFL owners are circling the wagons. And uh, yeah, maybe they're going to figure out a way to have that team not be owned by what increasingly feels like one of the worst human beings alive today. 
I mean, he, he's gonna he's gonna probably sell the team. Right, They're not right. gonna kick him out or strip him of anything. No, yeah, they, I the best solution to this is still Dan Snyder makes a billion dollars by selling eight the billion dollars. Yeah, so eight billion. I saw it was evaluated. Oh. He enlisted the Bank of America. Mm-hmm. What, like a few days ago? To yeah, to to sell? start looking at at it. Right. They think like it's it, going to be in the next six months or so. It still could be a minority stake or something like that. But like considering all the news going on, probably the real deal. No. So, yeah, no, he'll still be one of the richest human beings to have ever lived but you know but at least we won't have to hear about him as much i guess he'll just do the same things and worse but with less scrutiny but now we won't own a football team that will maybe be okay pretty yeah pretty good pretty good in three to four years i'm gonna give him the benefit of the doubt they're five and four right now yeah they're they're thoroughly in the playoff that is better than the backers yes like definitively yeah Yeah. no i just said it out loud for the first time and it became real to me yeah packers are not making the playoffs this year no it's the season is over cheers um (laughs) you've been drinking since the end of the game no Drinking wine since the end of the game? (laughs) No. Oh, no, it's not wine? No, 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 it is wine. I have not Ah. been drinking since the end of the game. Okay. And especially not wine. Mm. That would be sad. (laughs) No, I took tequila shots, a cool, fun alcohol. Yeah. Took tequila shots while playing mexican music and wearing a sombrero as i sat (laughs) on my couch staring blankly ahead at the post-game interview where aiden hutchinson was like aaron Rodgers said he gave me a gift i'll take it (laughs) just fuck Uh, there's no good transition or lead in into this under even the best of circumstances elon finally bought twitter it's already a train wreck. Yeah, it's been bad. How does this work by the, like how the fuck is he able to literally like make a multi 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 billion dollar purchase and like one day later he's got everything <laughs> like because he know? he became the owner and then he immediately dismissed the board. Right, but I'm just saying like how how does that work? Like, it's been cuz it's been in the works for months. It was just right. the cash transfer went through. But like my company's been through a merger. That shit takes a while usually because it's mm-hmm. like, no, you got to like, you know, phase people in and out. You've got to like do all this crazy shit. He like fucking had not only the keys, but like everything. Like, well, that's, that's, one. that's because like part of the deal was like, yeah, all of the owners like he technically didn't like change any of the organizational structure as part of the deal. It's just he bought it and then got rid of the rest of the board. So he was the only one left to make decisions and then got rid of a bunch of teams. Like in a day, there were a bunch of people that were working on different Twitter teams that were all tweeting at once like, hey, yeah, I just got fired. The entire team's gone. Like That all happened in one day so that he was the one guy that was left. And that's what I'm saying. Like that shit doesn't make any sense to me because like. There's so much language in those deals and everything mm-hmm. like that when they involve such amounts of money that like mm-hmm. that needs there's like pr- a lot of procedure involved and like it didn't make any sense to me that he was able no, to literally it doesn't. be a tyrant day so, one. Yeah, I it's think, a train wreck. 
I think the truth of the situation is that uh, what Elon is doing uh, to Twitter as an organization and to Twitter's management is very probably illegal. Right. Like, isn't um, Twitter suing? Like, yes. there was some Twitter employee suing? Yeah. Like, it's that's what I was saying. I was like, I don't think he's allowed to do that. Right. Like, my knowledge of these giant, like, buco bucks deals mm-hmm. are that there's a lot of fucking language in procedure. And how they go down and it's very structured and it takes a while. It's kind of like the transition of power, like with the United States president. Like you can't just like, it's not like you win on November 8th and then November 9th, you fucking start issuing executive orders that fundamentally change how the country works. It's like, no, there's a lot of process here, you know? Well, Uh, yes. In the way the contracts are written, uh, there should be due process for all of this. The penalty for not following that due process is just fines fines. and money that Elon has to pay to these people. And he has gone full. I'm the richest man on the planet. I don't care how many fines I have to pay. Exactly. That's the thing. Lucas, you're saying it's illegal. Ryan, you're saying this doesn't make sense. You're both correct. This is (laughs) fucked up and illegal. He doesn't care. Like Elon might be a smarter person than than his public persona. Probably not by much. <laughs> like he just has kind of succeeded and now has a lot of money and now he's doing a bunch of dumb shit and he's like, "Yeah, I want to do this, so I am." And so yeah, people former employees are suing. So what? The worst case scenario is that he pays them some money to shut the hell up. And the second worst case scenario is he says, I'm going to make you go into litigation for the next 10 years. Like I have unlimited funds. My lawyers won't stop because I'm paying them to not do that. Like it doesn't matter. Except maybe he doesn't have unlimited yeah, funds. Yeah, I was going to say it anymore. sounds like he's approaching kind of insolvency. Some of this stuff, like because yeah, uh, I am not an expert on the details of it, but it's my understanding he had to put up a lot of his Tesla stock as cl- uh, collateral to fund the purchase of Twitter because he made a ridiculous offer that he should not have if he were actually a smart person, and then through legal discourse, like ended up having to pay out on that. Uh, and Tesla stock is just in freefall right now because, yeah, Twitter is not looking like it's going to survive. Most people on Twitter right now are talking about the other platforms they're going to and advertisers yeah. are pulling out en masse because, well, a lot of reasons. I think uh, the biggest one being that Elon fired their entire uh, like trust and safety team and community management team. And they're like disability access team and the, the people that are supposed to look at uh, like what is hate speech and what isn't was like completely reshuffled. And now all this anti-Semitist shit that we've been talking about before, that's totally fine. Like I've seen a lot of journalists like posting, you know, the, the tickets that they've opened up with Twitter and they're solved literally 30 seconds later with it's like, go fuck off and die. Dumb Jew stuff like that. Mm. And like reported less than a minute later, like it was eight 50 when it was opened and at eight 50, they got a notification back. This was found to not have violated the terms of service. There will be no penalty. And right. yeah, no, it's, 
because Elon says that uh, com- comedy is legal, I guess. Unless, Unless you say you... mean things about Elon. I, I've seen that. I I saw that uh, Twitter policy update that was very clearly written by Elon Musk about how uh, you can't be a parody account unless you're explicitly listed as a parody account. And then that has been the thing gestured to to ban all the people creating accounts that have the name Elon Musk in their header now. and are being But, used to but all of them. the right wingers that are pretending to be the journalists that they don't like saying fucked up shit. None of them are being taken down. Um, right. Yeah. And uh, Elon got in a fight with Hank Green, of all people, about what, like the woke mob is why the advertisers are running away. And I think Hank Green rightfully pointed out, like, I mean, like four days ago, you posted some whack job conspiracy theory article that's been debunked over and over from a source that's like obviously fake news. Like, maybe they're just a little scared about the direction of this platform. I don't know, man. Who knows? And he's just like... I guess Twitter should die then. And he's like, no, that's not what I said. But look, it seems like that's what you think. I'm that's I'm that's what it, that's where it's going. It's also it's also kind of fascinating and morbid on some level that Elon's impulse to tweet everything is his undoing as he buys Twitter. He was floating around for a second that to keep your verified status on Twitter, you would have to pay twenty dollars a month. No, it's no, now it's, it's not floating well, around. Yes. It's eight and it's yeah. definite. Because Stephen King, of all people, was like $20 a month. That's crazy. I'm gone like Enron if I got to pay that. <laughs> and then Musk was like, uh, well, what about eight? Would you stick around for that? And Stephen <laughs> King just responded with something like, IDK, maybe. <laughs> Stand up, Stephen King. Like, oh yeah, that's actually more reasonable. (laughs) What the fuck? You expect Stephen King to be like a paragon of virtue? Like, how old's that man? Well, he's he's the only thing he posts about now is like Democrat politics, in like a positive sense. Like he's right. Like Democrats aren't. I know. I'm I'm not saying he's a member of the the good woke mob. I'm just saying (laughs) he's definitely not conservative. (sighs) <sighs> this is uh, I don't know this is weird to say but uh, I don't know me my position my place on the internet the stuff I've been working on I might genuinely miss Twitter that has been beneficial I've had some genuine okay to good interactions with people on there as I'm saying that out loud also a lot of harassment I realize now yeah Twitter mm. Twitter has always been a cesspool. It's one of those things where like even the people that love it, like me, have always agreed that Twitter is a bad place to be. Um, it's probably the only social media app that I've actually really enjoyed being on. And I'm going to miss it because I'm going to leave Twitter as soon as I find something like approaching equal value, like something else I can do. I've seen a lot of stuff about Mastodon. Blue sky might be a thing, but like the beta hasn't even opened up yet, but I signed up for it. So where is the equal value though? Where can I see everyone collectively lose their shit about the try guys, wife guy cheating on his wife? What other website offers that experience? TikTok, but in video form. Fuck. Okay. I just Uh, don't go on TikTok. Yeah. I saw Elon saying like, we're going to bring back Vine. And I was like, 
<laughs> have you ever heard of the theory where like extinct animals who've been extinct for like 10 years humans try to like reintroduce them and the ecosystem is kind of just completely moved on and all yeah. the animals that they release back into the wild get fucking murdered because like they just can't compete anymore like bro <laughs> tiktok is coming for those vine cheeks if you try to bring it back buddy like, but you're fucked you are literally fucked Buddy, do you think VTuber fin dummies are going to give Vine a second thought? Not a chance, man. TikTok is perfect because it's Vine and better. Like, yes. it's like sometimes you scroll and you see a Vine, you see a six second funny yeah. short video. Sometimes yeah. you scroll and you see a well made video essay that lasts three minutes and it's a chill time. Like, yeah. It's just every way better. It would be like, oh man, the Model T was really important to the automotive industry and its yeah. history. We're going to bring it back to yeah. in 2023. It's like, no, you're not. <laughs> That's about the same time scale in terms of the <laughs> internet. Like, yeah. literally, when did Vine go away? It was like 2015. Like, oh God. When was yeah. the death of Vine? I yeah, thought like, it was a death knell for a beginning while, of college. Yeah. Why Vine died? That was written in 2016. So, I, yeah, basically 2016, it was it was completely dead. Fuck, that's insane. That that six years is a lifetime. Vine died. Uh, Twitter announced it would disable all uploads October of 2016. So, like a yeah. couple of weeks before Trump won the election. <laughs> also, that. That means that Vine was dead, like completely right, dead. Exactly. Like Vine wasn't a thriving community, and then Twitter said it's gone. Like Vine had been dead for probably at least a full year. I think right. if that's when they did it. Yeah, and if memory serves correctly, they never really found a good way to monetize Vine, like TikTok seemingly has. And granted, it's my understanding the company behind TikTok, uh, kind of sketchy business practices on the yeah. whole. Uh. Maybe don't look into that if you want to continue engaging with TikTok guilt-free, but yeah. Um, mm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, wait, huh. Actually, if Twitter goes solvent, how much do you think they'd sell the Vine IP, the Vine company, all that related stuff for? Do they still, like, does the IP still have worth? I feel well, like they would have sold it by now. It has worked I, to I'll, me. Well, when... <laughs> you want to buy it? For Didn't a grand, yeah, why not? The company that bought Tumblr for like you know however many millions of dollars, didn't they end up selling it for like a couple hundred thousand, something like that? Yeah, I remember yeah. that story. Yeah, like so, ostensibly the three of us together could possibly get a business loan and like put our funds together and buy the Vine IP. I think you know there's a also, chance, Elon. You you've talked about this before, Ryan, where you think that you could convince Elon Musk to give you like yeah. ten million dollars. You might be able to convince Elon to just give you Vine. <laughs> if we sat down with this fucker, we could probably talk him into giving us Vine. The tweet that he posted got a fuck ton of engagement. Like I think he he's gonna enjoy teasing that for as long as he can. It's like, but don't you guys want Vine back? And no one wants Vine back. No, Everyone no. just wants to watch old Vine compilations. Exactly. Like, Jay, 
Jade said that Vine compilations are now on TikTok. Yeah, I've seen. Yeah, them. yeah, because now TikTok's gonna be up to like ten minutes long, so oh, there's ten right. minute Vine compilations, and it's like, oh man, they really are trying to be YouTube. This is I've I've seen TikTok duets of with Vine like old vines. <laughs> oh, it's no. pretty fucking terrifying, actually. <laughs> like I don't I don't like it very much. Uh, here's my TikTok react to the uh, Vine compilations best of t- 2008. Right. Best of painful Vines gone sexual 2014. <laughs> <laughs> nah, dude. Like when it's like, oh, this is a classic Vine. And then a TikToker fucking stitches themselves in and interrupts the punchline. <laughs> and it's like, ah, where am no. I? Like, and it's like, okay, grandpa, let's get you off to bed. Like, it really is very, it's, it's like all the memes where like, I don't know, so like a baseball comes at the screen, turns it black, and then you wake up and you're on the cart and you're going into Skyrim. <laughs> yeah. like, it, it's, it's terrifying. It's so disorienting when like such a like seminal memory of your internet experience is interrupted by like some modern TikToker with fucking, I don't know, a nose ring and purple hair. And it's like, ah, What's what is this world? No, this isn't 2012. Let me go back. Let me go back. Yeah. Ah. We got some breakouts to talk about. I'm just going to open with a very nerdy thing that I am super excited about. After a four year hiatus, the Hunter Hunter manga is back. Author Tagashi is completely on his bullshit and I love it, even if I have no idea what's going on. That's how you know something's good. You you would think after four years of no manga coming out, the first chapter would include something like a summary of where all the characters we care about are, what's going on with everyone, who everyone's name is, and what company or organization or mafia they work for. None of it. First chapter after a four-year break, it's just, yeah, this is a dude whose name I still do not know fighting another dude who I guess is part of a different crime syndicate. It's fantastic. Oh, and it can turn inanimate objects into animals and then control them. So that's fun. It's a good power. Yeah. Does he have to turn them into animals in order to control them? yes okay that's why like he turns them into animals so that he can control them not for any other like he just wants more animals and like if you like you just turn a chair into a cow and then sell the beef or the milk like uh potentially yeah i I don't think that restriction has been placed on his power yet that's fair uh and then as this tapestry has been woven of this very complicated series of alliances and who has beef with who and just this entire world that has been created within the already expansive world of the hunter hunter universe the sexy clown man finally showed up whose entire personality is just i am going to cause problems on purpose and he's just so fucking excited every panel where he's on he's present he just got this little smirk like 
He's he's gonna wreck shit. He's gonna wreck it all. And I can't wait. He's incognito right now. And because he is always dressed as a sexy clown man, he's just walking around in sweats and no one knows who he is. And it's hilarious. Yeah. I'm enjoying this. Oh, yeah. What are you guys checking out? I am still watching the most recent season of Atlanta, which might just Ooh. objectively be the best season of Atlanta. Oh, they're fucking going out on a high note. Um, episodes of note are one where uh, they make fun of Tyler Perry and like his whole production model and like the genius around Tyler Perry and uh, fucking Donald Glover dresses up in a fat suit and does a straight up like community style impression where he's just like i am mr chocolate and it's just like whoa i like i kind of thought donald glover was never gonna do like silly stuff like that again you know like i kind of thought he was past that and a little too pretentious to <laughs> lower himself to that which it's a fucking amazing and hilarious but like every interview seems to indicate that he thinks that shit is like bad now and that he wasn't gonna do it so he goes from that to then like a very serious episode about like a man and a woman who never could quite make it work, but they have a kid together and the man is like moving to Los Angeles and has to like put it out there that like, Hey, I want you to come with me. I still love you. A very serious episode to a mockumentary episode about the first black CEO of Disney who greenlit the goofy movie. <laughs> And how the Goofy movie is the blackest movie ever made. <laughs> and, like, I just like all three of those episodes in four weeks. And it's just like, I, I can't. This is, this is fucking peak TV, man. I'm, I am blown away. Like, I, I even caught myself like knowing fully the history of Disney and the entertainment industry in general being like, wait, they didn't have a black CEO. <laughs> and, then realizing quickly like oh no this whole episode's about the goofy movie and why the goofy movie is so black oh my god and uh it's pretty good so i don't know man like it, it honestly a lot of those episodes could stand on their own it's just genuine like like they pack a little more punch when you're more familiar with the characters and everything but like yeah. it's good shit it's pretty huh. unbelievable good to know um I, totally illegally, played the original Silent Hill on Halloween. Also kind of unbelievable. Pretty good game. Hmm. Stands up? Uh, the first two hours, at least, yeah. <laughs> That's all you played? You're not going to play any more of it? I'm going to come back to it. it. It merits me coming back to it. Um, I don't know how familiar, uh, familiar you guys are with the Silent Hill universe, uh, the Silent Hill games. Um, this not opens. Okay. All right, a uh, little bit of an overview of the first game where I'm at with it. This opens with uh, Guy, uh, Harry, getting in a car accident. You seeing like a flashback of his life uh, up until this point. Um, you don't interact with it at all. Uh, but essentially, he was young. He was in love. Had a daughter. His wife suddenly died. Fell into a depression of it. And then his daughter convinces him to go to the a vacation town of Silent Hill to kind of recover and like move on from his wife's passing seven years ago. 
and then things immediately go wrong as soon as he gets to Silent Hill. Uh, there's a very good opening segment where you are walking as this character, Harry, and it is just filled with the wildest camera work I've seen in video games, maybe ever. Just Dutch angle after Dutch angle, and it is really Dude, affecting. That is, that, that is video games from that era. Like I love if it. If you ever played the original uh, um, Resident Evil game, it's that same shit. You Hell walk yeah. into a room and there is a fixed camera in the dumbest place possible. <laughs> and you have to try to maneuver that around. And then as soon as you walk into a new room, everything switches and you have to reorient yourself. It's, you know, it's fucked. And what I think I really like about this game so far is that it, the video game does not feel sympathetic to this guy at all. And is maybe kind of belittling him and making fun of him like yeah the premise of the game is this dude this depressed dude having to find his lost daughter and it is very clear from the get-go that the theme of the game is hey idiot maybe you've been losing your daughter this entire time because you haven't even begun to process the grief of your wife's passing seven years ago Man, get it together a little bit, idiot. And that's very fun. Um, I like games where you are not supposed to sympathize with the protagonist, the player character at all. Do they call him a simp? Um, this game came out in 1999. So if they do call him a simp, I imagine it will be the original definition of simple. Uh, but I can only hope. I only hope we get there. Andrew, what are you checking out? Um, I'm still checking out Andor, which still like keeps surprising me each episode that it's like still good, that it hasn't become corny and dumb yet. Mm-hmm. It just it does not belong. It doesn't even belong on the Disney Plus streaming platform, mm-hmm. let alone the Star Wars universe. This show has so much to say about fascism and resistance and politics and the prison industrial complex it it is very deep and very well thought out and very well acted and andy circus shows up and he delivers what apparently has become one of the more hyped lines in the franchise's history what's the line uh the context is andor has been in prison for like two episodes now in like this work prison Mm -hmm. where they're just assembling machinery that I'm sure is going to tie into like the Death Star or some shit. That doesn't really matter. Andy Serkis is like the guy that's running that floor of the prison, but is also a prisoner. He's like, look, I'm going to get out of here soon. None of you are going to fuck this up for me. I will run this like as tight as possible. Um, And then they start to realize that shit's going on on other floors of the prison, but they can't really figure out what. And Andor keeps asking him, like, how many guards are there on each floor? Like, because they can't really figure out, like, how many guards are there? Like, we're trying to escape. You need to help us. He's like, no, like, I'm just going to, like, ride out my time. I'm going to get out of here the right way. I'm not talking to you. They're also probably listening to us. So shut the hell up. He's like, they're not. They don't care about us. Like, we're just down here working. They don't care. Tell me how many guards there are. It's like, no, shut up. And then they find out that... When 
like because of the heist that Andor pulled several months ago in the story and like that made the Empire crack down on everyone, they're not letting people out of prison. When they get out of prison, they just send them to a different kind of prison and someone fucked up and sent a prisoner back to the same prison. People on that floor realized, oh, my God, we're never getting out of there. And they had to kill everybody. So once they find that out, they're walking down like they're being held at gunpoint. He's like, how many guards are there? And then Andy Circus goes, never more than 12. <laughs> and meaning that he knew the entire time right. and he thought about it. But he's like, nah, like, I'm just going to get out like on my own. Fuck these guys. And he's like, oh, fuck. I I'm part of this now. The fact that this show and its writers and the people behind it are smart enough to realize that, oh, God, it is such an effective tactic uh, utilized by fascists to create class infighting within oppressed groups is, for one thing, phenomenal. And I love that. Um, I have to ask, though, because this is technically a spinoff of Rogue One. Is any part of you afraid that, yeah, there's a lot of really great anti-fascist messaging in this, but because this is a Star Wars movie, maybe eventually Darth Vader is going to show up, do some of the coolest shit you've ever seen on a screen, and kind of undercut the entire metaphor of I am the worried series. about that. I yeah. am worried about that. There's been a lot of people that have been like, so... Why aren't there more references to all of the other dumb Star Wars stuff? And like, if they do that, it's going to ruin everything. Because this kind of seems like it was just a story that a guy wanted to tell and convinced Star Wars to give him a bunch of money to make it. Mm. I I hope it can I hope it continues to be good and Darth Vader does not do cool shit. Yeah, same. Uh, speaking of a game that I thought was going to be cool shit and is maybe just a Sonic game, uh, I'm struggling with Bayonetta 3 Ooh. on a design level. It's a lot of like, yeah, this is going to be a mostly empty open world with some combat, some interesting segments, and then a lot of collectibles that don't actually do anything or aren't actually valuable to give you guys an example it does the legend of zelda thing of you can collect pieces of a heart and then use that to increase your overall health but the way combat is scored that if you take not even like a percentage of damage over the course of a fight if you take any damage your score is going to go down. So I'm not actually incentivized by the way the game is structured to find what should be the most valuable collectibles and raise this resource because... It just gives you the opportunity to lose more points. Yeah, the game is actively telling me what you really want to do is just not get hit by enemy attacks. And fuck, I I think I have to rethink a lot of my feelings on the Bayonetta franchise now because I don't remember any kind of like glaring game design flaw in the first game that I really liked. 
Uh, but man, is it so prevalent and frustrating in Bayonetta 3 that um, I'm having uh, some problems really enjoying this one. Uh, also, it's a multiverses storyline, which I don't know about y'all. I'm kind of fed up with multiple universes as a narrative conceit right now. Um, and also, like, maybe they're teeing up that the new character is Bayonetta's daughter from a different universe. And maybe the resident fuckboy in the Bayonetta series is her dad and, like, Bayonetta and him are gonna hook up and make their own universe's version of her, which would be disappointing and complicated as Bayonetta has become an increasingly large kink and queer icon. Um, yeah, I have mixed feelings and I'm processing all of that. It's a bummer. That Pokemon is out the day before Andrew's wedding, so I know what I'm doing the day before Andrew's wedding. <laughs> at the rehearsal dinner. I hope you're trying on your suit and <laughs> being at the rehearsal dinner. Bro, which I need my Fue Coco. <laughs> Those were words. <laughs> no, I don't have the rings. What are you talking about? Uh, do we have... Rings of Power. Oh shit! No, that show ended. Uh, 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 are rings in Game of Thrones and House of the Dragon at all? Are there rings? Well, I guess a major plot point was whether or not the fucked up king was gonna, which of his relatives he was going to marry. Presumably, that involved rings. Is that a tradition in this universe? I don't know. We don't really see. Huh. Yeah, I don't think uh, there are rings. There might be rings, but like, yeah, I don't know if they all are like the same relevance and everything like that. Also, it wasn't which of his family members he was going to marry. It was, oh. was he going to marry his 12-year-old family member or like his daughter's best friend who was like 16? I don't know. <laughs> One seems slightly worse. I don't How old was he when when that happened? I had a hard time judging because I thought he was really old. And then like 30 years went by <laughs> in the original story. I think he was like 30 in the. OK, I think Ooh. they aged him up to be more like 40 okay. when he got married. And then, yeah, 16 years go by and he's 56, but he looks 140 because he, <laughs> he's been eaten away by like a terrible goblin disease. Yeah. <laughs> so. Kind of not, not as much, but yeah, he, he got magic tetanus. Something like it. How was the finale? Uh, and will it hold y'all and maybe me over until uh, the next season hits in 2024 or something? Yeah, sometime in 2024. Yeah, we don't know when we're getting made up years and I don't care for it. Yeah, mm. um, I thought it was good. Um, they did bring up the the big flaw that we had with the previous episode that we talked about. Oh, and they were like, why didn't you do that? And she was like, because <laughs> it's not my war. Yeah, it's like, but then she immediately was like, and I'm declaring for you. <laughs> you could have Seems killed like our enemies. <laughs> what, what the fuck? Right. There's an order of operations to this that must be respected. Right. Like, I can't kill them. They're not my enemies. Now let me pledge to you so that we can go kill them who yeah. are now my enemies. 
you got to break up with your girlfriend before you can cheat on her and then <laughs> get back to, I don't know how it works. <laughs> doesn't make any sense. It, it's, look, it's not perfect. I And watching OG Game of Thrones with Angel... It's it's definitely not on that level. Like with, without a doubt, it's not on the same level as like OG first couple seasons of Game of Thrones in terms of like the writing. I think the spectacle is bigger. Like I think I think that they've realized that like you can raise the floor of a show a lot by just increasing the spectacle. That's basically what Rings of Power is, is just mm. all spectacle, no writing. So I think House of the Dragons like kind of cranking on the spectacle element so that they can at least be decent no matter what. I think okay. it's just different. Like it's so focused on such a small, like a, a smaller cast of characters. And like this is just basically a family squabble. And then like the extended family that is involved in this squabble is the cast of characters for the entire season. Whereas Game of Thrones is more of a, wide branching this takes place over the course of a whole ass continent and there's like at least four separate stories some of them are kind of involved with each other but like they're separate i I will say game of thrones season one though is all starks and lannisters with a little bit of daenerys like that oh yeah Rewatching that, it is just completely focused on the starks and the lannisters okay and there's like mention of like other shit going down but yeah, outside of like the Daenerys stuff, which is obviously completely disconnected for a lot longer than it probably should have been. Uh, um, yeah, like yeah. six seasons. Yeah. Yeah. When does she fucking make landfall? I swear to God. I think she gets to Dragonstone in like the end of season six. Jesus. Because when does when does Jon Snow go meet Daenerys at Dragonstone? I think that's season seven, right? That is the final season, I believe. No, it's season eight snow. is the final season. Yeah, it's the final one where they decide oh. to team up. Season seven is when they like fuck. Ah, uh, yeah. He's the king in the north. He goes like, "I need your dragon glass. It's here on your island." He's not. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, your impression. <laughs> I wasn't doing a Jon Snow. It's here on your island. <laughs> Oi, I'm Jon Snow. I'm here for your dragon glass. Yeah, no, it's the, you island. stand in front of Daenerys Stormborn, the House Targaryen, yeah, Breaker blah, of Change, blah, blah. Mother Dragon. This, this is, is Jon Snow. Snow. He's King of the North. Yeah, that, that scene. Everyone loves well, it. If I had known you were such a right fit bird, I would have come a little more bad. I was Australian. I don't know where that one for a second. Mm. Yeah, like the, the spectacle of House of the Dragon is def- definitely upped just because they have more dragons. It's a bigger budget like some right. stuff going on there um does it uh does it feel tighter as a result of having uh maybe a little bit smaller of a scope i i mean i don't know like i just think it's really good it's hard for me to compare it to like this stage that of game of thrones because it's been a while since i've seen the first season i rewatched it like three or four years ago like i don't know like because Game of Thrones was really tight for a while. It was really good. This is also really good. I don't, I'm just having a hard time ranking them. I, I maintain that it's just, it's all about source material. Like when the original show ran out of source material, that's when they started sucking. This, this show has 
the source material it's 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 done it's finished it's a it's a closed loop story so but what if what if they're like hey we got one of the biggest shows on the planet right now we only got enough source material to do another season and a half what if we uh we pattern that out a little bit what if we turn this into like a five season show had a little uh anime original content there they're just gonna do more spinoffs like that's they have endless source material because yeah, they don't they don't need to stretch and fill in any particular spin-off. They just do a different spin-off. Yeah, they they just keep adapting George R. R. Martin shit. So like eventually there's just gonna be a show about the fucking New York Jets, <laughs> but it's go. Game of Thrones. And then <laughs> well, Elden Ring, but like there's nothing really there because George R. R. Martin didn't really write any of it. And yeah. I think they'll they'll do Duncan Egg at some no. point. That's that's like everyone's favorite story from game of thrones universe is duncan egg i'm surprised that wasn't the first spinoff so we'll see about that so duncan egg they're already working on Jon snow do you think they'll ever do like the robert's rebellion they might do old uh, valyria uh what was the name of the woman in red again did her spinoff get shelved melisandre yeah she didn't have a spinoff did she i I thought it was talked about I don't know. Huh. I mean, uh, they, the the Lord of the Rings fandom is dealing with that currently, where they're talking about the Disneyfication of the Lord of the Rings IP and like what the rollout pattern would have been if they would have like Marvelized Lord of the Rings. Like it would have been like Thorin one, and then you get into Gandalf, and then then the first uh, Hobbit movie. And then you get into and like you keep doing the character individual movies, and then the big team up movies every five the movies. Fellowship or so. of the Ring. Yeah, exactly. Like slowly working your way through the source material. Yeah, like I don't know. And just when everyone's sick of it, just as everyone's like, uh, oh, you know what? Maybe we're sick of Lord of the Rings as a genre. Maybe it's time to move on and give other art and media and direction a chance. Tom Bombadil project. They had it. Yeah, that was one of them. Tom oh. And then I think the final one was like Bombadil Civil War or something like. <laughs> I don't. I don't, I don't know. How that like. I don't know. Frodo teams up against Aragorn with <laughs> Legolas, and they they have a dispute over Middle Earth. <laughs> yes. Um, and then last but not least, since we're getting a little long in the tooth, uh, two new chapters of Chainsaw Man. There's a new horseman, probably death. I'm excited to see where that goes. Uh, also think, hey, maybe this manga has a little bit of a power scaling issue. Um, maybe the justice devil really isn't a threat after Chainsaw Man killed the avatar of conquest and subjugation and also the gun devil. You know? Still fun though. I had a good time. Andrew, did you read them or have you dropped us? I read them two hours ago. <laughs> yeah. Uh oh, man. <laughs> I it's oof. I'm not liking it. I I've said a lot of bad things about Chainsaw Man that I've tried to kind of walk back because I value our friendship and also I've tried to see like some of the positive s- stuff that they've been doing. I I am really struggling to find anything 
worthwhile out of this part two so far. I think it's it's been all been pretty pointless. I mean, Bucky eating shit was pretty good. We all had a good laugh about that. I guess. <laughs> you know? Okay. All right. I think that is just about going to do it for episode 204 of the Voluntary Viewing Prog... Progast. The Progast. New form of media. Progressive podcast, I guess. Fuck me, I'm out of practice. Uh, What did we decide on for the title? Some of those gamers are homeowners? Something like that? That was one of them. Yeah. Sure. Why not? Like, comment, subscribe, etc. Instagram, YouTube, TikTok. Uh, We're on those. Follow us on Twitter for as long as Twitter is real at V2 underscore podcast. Follow me on Twitter at Lucas DeWriter. Uh, keep up with all of my writing. Shout outs to our Patreon supporters, Tiffany Cole, Central Richard Nixon, and Sucky Badger. Uh, I'm going to be doing an anime live stream on Tuesday for my job. Um, I don't know how much overlap there is between this and that, but uh, tune in if you want. Hopefully it won't be a technical shit show and a fun time. I'm optimistic. Clearly. Other than that, have a great week. Goodbye, everyone.